This is the Truth Hurts Program with Steve Z. Hello and welcome to the Monday, November 6th, 2023 edition of the Truth Hurts Program. I'm Steve Z. At 60 years old, I look back on my awesome life. There have been some bumps in the road, of course. Many of you have shared those bumps with me over time. But for the most part, for me, a beautiful, wonderful, awesome life as an American citizen. Which is something that most of us used to be proud of. Back in the day, if you went to Europe and you said you were an American, people would go, ooh la la, American. They would come to you. They would want to please you. They would want to show you proudly their nation, but ask you questions about what is it really like to be a California girl? What's the Big Apple like? Is New Orleans as beautiful as they say it is? That was decades and decades in the past. During those decades and decades in the past, when I attended school, I would read the history books as they were written. And, as we were always told, and I believe those older history books to be the accurate depiction of what happened in our nation, I look at the books today, the neighbor's grandchild's history book read like a work of fiction to me. Just goofing around reading this young child's fifth grade history book and I was astonished insulted, actually shocked to read some of the lies that they are portraying in these books, the lies that they're perpetrating upon the kids today. I couldn't believe what I was reading. When I was young, I learned that the pilgrims came across the Atlantic Ocean seeking to find a better life. They found a land that was claimed by no one. They found a land that was harsh And they established a few colonies, a few settlements. And they were savagely murdered immediately by the local wandering tribes of the Indians, the Native American Indians. Oh, prior to that, of course, we heard that in 1492, Columbus sailed the ocean blue and came and discovered what he thought was the eastern shores of India but of course it was not. That's why we called the guys with the feathers and the loincloths Indians, because he truly thought he had discovered a savage eastern side of the continent of India, or the country of India. Of course it was what is now known as the United States of America. Those pilgrims, those early settlers, were savagely murdered by wandering bands of uneducated, uncivilized, savage Indians. Eventually, there was some agreement between the Indians and the pilgrims, and supposedly, after peace pipes were smoked and treaties were agreed upon and some trading occurred between the settlers and the Indians, Supposedly, the first Thanksgiving dinner happened. And we all sat down around a big table and ate turkey and 
dressing, figgy pudding, some cranberries, some corn, maize, whatever they called it at the time. But the story, the actual story, the history, remember history is his story, the history of our country involves telling what happened. And I understand history is always written to favor the victor. And in this case, the Americans, the, well, they're now Americans, the settlers, those English colonists, were victorious over the savage Indians. Why? Superior weaponry, more and more settlers coming in by boat every month, every three months. We eventually outnumbered, outgunned, outwitted, outsmarted, and defeated the savage, uncivilized, uneducated Indians. Feathers, not dots. But by reading this most recent history book from this young child, a neighbor of mine's grandchild, I was shocked. The story is now that a rapidly expanding, overpopulated England seeking desperately to go out and savagely murder innocent people in their wild expansion of their imperialism sent massive warships to the shores of what is now known as the United States of America. And the Americans, or the English rather, I'm sorry, the English citizens, the colonists, armed with evil guns, evil weapons, firearms, savagely murdered innocent people who you are meant to feel are just like those blue people in the movie Avatar, just eating nuts and berries, killing a deer every once in a while, traipsing through the woods half naked, enjoying paradise. And then those evil brutes came over from England with their imperial expansion and they murdered those innocent people and they chopped down their trees and the squirrels didn't have anywhere to live and then they ate all the turkeys and killed all the buffaloes and then they herded all those sweet innocent people onto these concentration camps but they don't call them that, they call them reservations. And then they give them minimum wage or less and tell them, tough, you lost. That's the way these books are written in 2023. You and I, if you are a white European descendant, French, Italian, English, German, Greek, any of those European nations, if you're a white European descendant, then you are the evil aggressor. You are the cause of all of the planet's problems. all of the woes of the modern world. It was you and your ancestors who came over here and savagely murdered those blue people from the Avatar movie. But the truth of the matter is, in any conflict, whether it be a hand-to-hand fist fight between two kids on the playground, or the Bloods and the Crips, two rival gangs, the Montagues and the Capulets, 
the Germans and the Polish, Russia and the Ukraine. It doesn't matter. The winning group of people, the victorious side, in almost every instance in the history of humanity, kills off the strong males of the losing side of that skirmish, of that war, of that battle. Kills them off so they're no longer a threat and then takes their land, their children, and their women as their own. That's the way it's been in the entire history of history. Of course, there are a few exceptions. When you take a weak, feeble leader, like our current president, Joe Biden, a weak, feeble leader, who comes in after a strong leader had the world pretty much tied up, pretty much peaceful, There was not a single armed conflict started during Donald Trump's administration. People knew better than to F with the orange man. People knew better. Little rocket man, while Barack Hussein Obama and feeble Joe Biden were in power, was building an arsenal, building a nuclear arsenal, building intercontinental ballistic missiles, and daring to fire those missiles right over South Korea over towards Japan. Excuse me. Donald Trump got in power and says, hey, little boy, you need to calm down your shenanigans or you're going to be in a big, big, big mess of trouble. We're not playing around. Little rocket man stuck out his chest a couple of times and said, I do what I want to do. Donald Trump, just like you tell a small dog taking a dump on your front lawn, eh? It's all Donald Trump had to do. Stomp his foot, point his finger, and say, eh, eh, eh. Little rocket man, for the entirety of Donald Trump's presidency, stopped firing rockets. There was peace in the Middle East. You didn't hear about Hamas daring to bomb Israel. You didn't hear about Iran or Iraq or Saudi Arabia or any of those Middle Eastern nations attacking one another. Donald Trump put a threat to the Middle East. We will drill for our own damned oil. We will make our own damned energy. And we were, for a brief period of time during Donald Trump's presidency, not dependent upon Iran for our oil. Not dependent upon OPEC in the Middle East for our fuel. It was a brief time, a wonderful time. $1.68 a gallon for unleaded? Wow. Now it's more than double that amount. Now I was talking about this history book. This young child's fifth grade history book. Where it seeks to make you and I out to be this horrible, aggressive, gun-wielding, wild, wild west. We're going to kill you, steal your land, and displace you. And that's simply not true. We could have done that. The English could have done that to the Indians, could have slaughtered them all. Why? Superior weaponry. And that's really what happens in a war. The guys with the biggest guns usually win. That's the way it's supposed to work. 
That's why you would think Russia would easily re-annex the Ukraine. But you see, the Ukraine has some dirty laundry on Joe Biden and Hunter Biden. And Joe Biden, Hunter Biden, and the Democratic Party in general certainly do not want that dirty laundry to be aired, especially with an election on the way. So they're taking the extortion threat seriously. Volodymyr Zelensky, the stand-up comedian who became their president, who became the president of a once free and democratic Ukraine, he has turned it into a dictatorship. He's taken over all the news media. Nothing gets published on air, online, on print, on the radio, on the television, without his approval. There is no freedom of the press in the Ukraine now as there was just three years ago. Simply not there anymore. He's a dictator. And your tax dollars, tens of billions, hundreds of billions of dollars, weakening our own arsenal of weaponry, depleting our own arsenal, depleting our strategic petroleum reserve, are being used so that Zelensky and his people don't come forward and speak the truth about the Joe Biden crime family. Russia, what, 25 times as large in population? Something like that. Much larger in population, much larger in military might. Russia's got nukes for God's sake. In any other armed conflict where the United States of America isn't sticking their nose where it doesn't belong, Russia would have simply rolled right on over the Ukraine and taken them back into the Russian Federation, into the Soviet Union. And that's what Vladimir Putin has wanted all along. Pissed off at Ronald Reagan for decades, finally getting to rise to power, Vladimir Putin said, I want to get the band back together. I want the Soviet Union back together when we were the strongest superpower next to the U.S. and we were only a couple of hundred million dollars away financially, economically, from defeating the United States and the West. They just printed a few more dollars than we printed rubles. And that's why the Soviet Union crumbled. You have to look at the macroeconomics and the geopolitical landscape, the entire big picture, not the revised, revisionist, rewritten version of history that you are being taught now in your fifth grade history book. If the United States of America truly gave a damn, we wouldn't be involved in the Ukraine's affairs. They're not part of our alliance. They're not one of our friends. They're never going to join NATO. They're never going to be our buddy. They're never going to come to our aid and defense in World War III. Not even close, my friends. This is all a money laundering operation of the Biden crime family. He's paying for silence in the Ukraine. Silence against all of the criminal acts of Joe Biden and his family. All right, enough about that section of revised history. I want to talk about recent history. Recently is 
a few weeks ago. A terrorist organization, a well-funded, well-armed Iranian-backed terrorist organization known as Hamas decided, you know what? It's a good time for us to attack Israel and kill innocent Israeli women and children, infants, the elderly, the infirm, people in hospitals. Now's a good time because that weak leader over in the United States of America, Joe Biden, is too busy depleting his nation's treasury, giving his nation's money to the Ukraine in that money laundering operation. He's not going to bother with Israel. Let's attack Israel. And so they did. And so they did. But the United States of America has always supported Israel, God's chosen land. He always, always, he being us, the United States of America, has always supported Israel. Sorry, getting a little heavy traffic here. And so, just like any skirmish, any battle, any war, as I spoke about earlier on in this episode, the guy with the bigger guns usually wins. And, without interference from Iran, on the part of Hamas, and without interference from the United States, on the part of Gropy Joe Biden, actually on the part of our Republican congressional delegation, if we would just let things happen as they are wont to do, leaving those schoolyard fights to settle themselves, Hamas would be wiped off of the face of the earth. All of their strong men would be killed, not imprisoned, killed. An eye for an eye, Koran type stuff, Old Testament biblical type stuff. You attack my country, Israel, is what the Israelis are saying. You come to my country, you bomb innocent people, you destroy our property and our houses of worship and our hospitals and our nursing homes and our schools. We're going to come back and we're going to hit you harder than you hit us. Because that's what happens in a schoolyard brawl. Little Timmy sucker punches little Tommy. Little Tommy gets pissed off and comes back and pummels little Timmy and beats him down to the point where little Timmy will never sucker punch little Tommy and hopefully anyone else again. And if it wouldn't be for kids breaking up the fight or teachers or the principal, well, there wouldn't be much left of the aggressor, the one who started the battle. That's for damn sure. But because the United States of America is so sharply divided and the mainstream progressive woke liberal news media is hell-bent on making Israel look bad, which I don't understand. I thought all of the networks were owned by Jewish people. I don't understand. And because the Democrats staunchly seem to support the Palestinians, who, by the way, are no different than the defeated Native American Indians, those Palestinians should feel grateful to God or Allah or whatever deity they worship 
that they have a place to live on the Gaza Strip. Israel was kind enough to let them remain there without slaughtering them, without killing each and every one of them and taking over that prime piece of real estate on the sea. Israel was the kind winner in that battle over the, over the decades, it's over the centuries actually. This goes back to the time of Jesus Christ, these wars with Israel with these sand people. Yes, I was careful not to say it. Thank you. These people of the deserts. The people of Israel could have wiped Palestine off the face of the earth with massive superiority and weaponry. But they were kind. They were, I hate to use the term, Christian-like because they don't believe in Christ as the Savior. They believe he existed. They just don't believe he's the Son of God like Christians believe. But that's a story for another day. Most of our customs, our laws, most of our religion is based on Judaism, on the Jewish faith. Only we've added the fact that Jesus Christ was the Son of God to our repertoire. And we have Christ on our side but Israel is our number one long-time ally in the Middle East. They're it. And we do everything we can to protect them. Why? Because it is the right thing to do. Because Indiana Jones said so. How you like that? But right now, history is being rewritten on the news by people lying filthy human beings, Palestinian Hamas-supporting representatives in our government, like Rashida Tlaib, and members of the squad, who are lying to the cameras, who still, for some reason, are peddling the lie that Israel bombed a hospital in the Gaza Strip a few weeks ago. And it's been proven that Israel had nothing to do with that bombing. Hamas bombed that hospital. Excuse me. Hamas bombed that hospital. Hamas murdered those Palestinians. And it turns out it wasn't the hospital that was bombed. It was just the parking lot, parking garage of a hospital. Nonetheless, people like Rashida Tlaib out there peddling the lies to a bunch of people, waving the towels upon their heads and shouting, Death to Israel! death to Israel when it is the Palestinian people the Hamas terrorists who are the aggressors here. Yes, they're smaller. Yes, they're weaker in numbers and in weaponry but they are savage. They are uncivilized. They only care about themselves. They are not the good guys, Hamas and Palestine. They are the bad guys. But the news media will have you think, and did, ABC News, the New York Times, NBC, CBS, all coming out with the lie because some Hamas guy came out and said, look, look, Israel has bombed our hospital and killed our peoples. 
our women, our children, our infants, our elderly. And it was a lie. It was a lie. But boy, look, the news media drooling, salivating, was running down their chins. They couldn't wait to say that it was the Israelis who bombed a hospital and killed innocent children and women and infants and elderly and crippled people. Couldn't wait. Right there on the front headlines, right there, the first story. They ran almost entire newscasts on that lie. But that's what they do. I am a firm believer that anything you see on any of the major network news shows is 100% fake and false, made up and manufactured and is a lie. And therefore, you should believe the exact opposite. If the news media tells you that Russia, Russia, Russia interfered on behalf of Donald Trump to defeat Hillary Clinton, then the truth must be Russia, Russia, Russia interfered in the election on behalf of Hillary Clinton. And now we have the Steele dossier to prove it. Now we have all of the information that is coming out in all of the congressional hearings to prove what I've been telling you for the last four years. Yes, the current rewriting of actual historical facts and history just means his story. Well, his story on the left is that Israel is the aggressor and Israel should be shut down and Israel should stop bombing No. Remember, the Palestinians, the Hamas people, were the ones who came onto the playground in Israel and sucker-punched little Timmy. And little Timmy worked out. And little Timmy took steroids. And little Timmy got bigger guns. And little Timmy, Israel, is now beating the living piss out of Tommy, out of Hamas, out of the Palestinians. And they shouldn't stop until the threat is completely eliminated. Israel should not stop until Hamas is wiped off of the face of our planet. And if Hezbollah wants to start from the north, Israel should bomb the living hell out of them as well. Do you think the Palestinians living in the Gaza Strip like having Hamas quartered in their homes, eating their food, taking their resources? Do you honestly think any of the humanitarian aid that was sent forward by the United States and other nations to Palestine in the last few weeks is getting to little Ahmed and little Muhammad and little Shiva? Of course it's not. It's being stolen by the military terrorist forces of Hamas. Some of it's being sold to other nations in exchange for weaponry so that Hamas can continue their savage attacks upon their sworn enemy, Israel. Remember, it is the Palestinians and the people of Hamas who are out in the streets most of the time shouting death to America. Death to America. And yet, un-American Rashida Tlaib, a traitorous whore as far as I'm concerned, 
a traitorous whore shouting that Israel is the bad guys and that the United States is wrong for supporting Israel. When what should be happening right now, the United States should be offering every single available overseas dollar to Israel to wipe Hamas off the face of planet Earth. You will read about this, your grandchildren, your great-great-great-grandchildren, long after you're dead and gone, will probably read how Joe Biden was the savior of the universe under the divine tutelage of the greatest president ever, Barack Hussein Obama. Praise Allah, Allah Akbar, and all that other crap as the United States continues to crumble in military might, in economic strength, in every measurable metric, your great-great-grandchildren will hear what a horrible group of people the Republican Party was way, way, way back in 2020, 2023. That's what is going to be said if history continues to be rewritten in the manner, shape, fashion, and form that it is being rewritten today. We've run out of time for this edition of the Truth Hurts program. Happy Monday. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening. Copyright 2023, the Truth Hurts program network, all rights reserved. Background music courtesy of Jason Shaw and Audionautics. This program was pre-recorded.